Um, let us pray together. Um, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the blessing of life to be able to live for you another day and spend this time with you and your word this morning. During this Advent season, and as we lead up to the anniversary of your birth, we remember what a miracle it was for you to be born and how ultimately your sacrifice would lead to our miraculous rebirth as well. Amen. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Last week, we saw Angel Gabriel announcing the good news about the coming birth of John the Baptist. Although Zachariah didn't believe, and Angel Gabriel was kind of disappointed, or I might say bumped, bumped out by Zachariah's doubt, God kept a promise, and Elizabeth became pregnant. Today, we will see the same angel announcing the birth of Jesus to Virgin Mary in Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 38. So let's read Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 38. In the six months of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his word, wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendant forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her six months, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, May your word to me be fulfilled. That an angel left her. After Zechariah exited for a while, now Luke leads us from the great and holy temple in Jerusalem to an obscure village in the remote region in Galilee. He led us away from this well-known priest toward an unknown peasant, from an old man to a young man, young woman. He led us from Zechariah to Mary. More than anyone else in the Christmas story, Mary demonstrates to us the, what true spirit of Christmas really is. The true spirit of Christmas is not the spirit of family bonding, or the spirit of giving, or even the spirit of rejoicing. All of those things are well and good, 
But Mary teaches us that the true spirit of Christmas is a spirit of humility. And this humility is expressed in the trust and obedience to God. Truly, Mary was the greatest and the perhaps, I mean, great and perhaps the greatest example of self-surrendering and following discipleship to God. What impressed you most about Mary's faith and obedience here? For me, God's call for Mary came in the most inconvenient time and, uh, and also in the most intrusive way. God called Mary while she was uh, betrothed, to, betrothed to Joseph or pledged to marry to Joseph. And betrothal was a more than engagement. It was a legally binding. And if you are about to get married, what do you think you would be doing? I bet Mary must be dreaming all kind of a cozy stops about her future, probably the romantic future and the wonderful life with a good man, Joseph. And then out of blue, God interrupted and uh, intrude her life. So question, first question I have was, if God needed a virgin to give a birth uh, to, for her son to come to this world, could God call Mary before all this engagement? If God really need to use a Mary, even as a Mary, uh, even as a uh, pledge to marry Joseph, couldn't God send the same angel to Joseph? Mary, one thing we must recognize here is that when God called Mary for this great task, which Mary didn't volunteer, you have to, we have to recognize Mary didn't volunteer yet. Mary was simply called, and she was called alone, and she has to respond to God all by herself, without, without a family, without a future husband's, all by yourself. Soren Kierkegaard, a great uh, Christian thinker and uh, Dutch philosopher of uh, so-called existentialism, defined faith as a leap. Faith is not an intellectual consent. Faith is not based on some kind of uh, personal calculation. Kierkegaard said faith is taking a leap, leap into dark abyss. And uh, that's what Mary was called today. God totally interrupted her life, and there are so many loose ends here. God didn't mention anything about Joseph. As we know in Matthew 1, Joseph was also troubled, and actually Joseph was uh, tormented. And God was not just borrowing the Mary's womb here. God was actually borrowing Mary's life and future and her social reputation and everything. God called Mary to surrender her entire life. Everything she valued, everything she hoped into his hand. And here is great example of obedience and trust to God. 
And uh, if we uh, make a, a, a comparison between uh, Zachariah and Mary, Mary's response is uh, remarkable. Once again, Zachariah was a priest. Mary was not. She was a peasant, lay person. Zachariah was a man. Mary was a girl. Zachariah was old. And then also, well, he, he studied the scripture. Mary was a teenager. She knew basic stuff of the Bible. Zachariah was well-known. Mary was unknown. In so many ways, Mary was a completely unqualified, whereas Zachariah has been doing God's work all his life. And Zachariah, he asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? How can I be? His question was, how can I? How can? You know, Mary asked a question too, but Mary's question is a little different. She said, how will this be since I'm a virgin? Mary's question, contrast to Zachariah's question, is a really legit. Zachariah's question actually has an, already an answers in the Bible in the past. Bible full of old man and woman giving a birth to a child. Whereas virgin giving a birth to a child has a no precedent. Mary had a no role model to follow. Even though Angel Gabriel said her cousin Elizabeth, who was old and past the pregnancy uh, stage of life and yet uh, pregnant, Elizabeth has uh, Sarah, Hannah, Rebecca, all other uh, women of a faith in the past. Mary had uh, no one to follow. Mary was no one to follow. She is a first pioneer. In this most inconvenient and most dangerous, potentially disgraceful time and call, what did Mary say? Mary made a greatest faith statement and self-surrender of all time. Verse 38. Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to be to me be filled. I am the Lord's servant. We use the word Lord's servant a lot. I'm a professional uh, minister. We are all ministers, but I'm professional. That's the only difference. I am paid, yes, that's another difference. And uh, people call me a servant of the Lord. But this word, servant of the Lord, has a full impact when Mary said, I am servant of the Lord. My life is not mine. I belong to God. My future is not mine. It belongs to God. My marriage, my husband, my family, my reputation, my very own physical life belong to you, Lord. Do as you please. 
That's what Mary said today. And then angel left her. And from that point on, Mary had to face her choice, choice to follow God all by herself. Mary shows us the true spirit of Christmas that is uh, uttermost, unmost humility to trust God and willing to be served by God, willing to serve God and used by God. That's the Christmas. That's the story of a Christmas that Luke conveyed to us and called us to follow as the disciple of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, when you favored Mary, when you called Mary to your greatest promise and its fulfillment, your favor is far different from our understanding of a blessing. And truly, your favor means that we become one with you. We totally use everything for your, for your, at your disposal and follow you, no one but just you. No word, no our own idea, but only your word. Holy Spirit, in our own life of discipleship, grant each one of us the courage and humility to trust and follow you just as Mary did. Help us remember that we are also the Lord's servant. And as a Lord's servant, we help us to remember that our Lord is a good shepherd. Is a good God, is worthy of our life, all our risk taking. Whatever similar little calls of Mary, help us to follow and experience, to be part of your great work and great life and great salvation in our world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.